So I was really excited to see a tweet about Louis Vuitton entering Web3. However, when I closely examined it, I realized that a lot of influencers were putting out the same exact wording at the same exact time. And I said, you know what? This is a coordinated effort. However, I think it's important to highlight the importance of this, despite my skepticism and criticism in certain areas. Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. So as I said, I was on Twitter just browsing around, checking in some pages of some people that I respect within the space, and I realized that there was something said about Louis Vuitton, the high-end fashion brand, entering Web3. And I see that they had this, I don't know what you would call it, it's like a bag, suitcase, square thing. I, I don't know exactly what it is. However, this thing is supposed to be a sold-bound token, so whoever buys it also gets a digital twin that is locked to that specific wallet. And I thought that was very interesting because if you listen to the show, it's something I always speak about. I see the applications and high-end brands and expensive things such as this because this comes in at the modest price of 39,000 euros or 41,000 US dollars. So it is way out of my league. So take everything I say about it with a grain of salt. There is no way I'm buying a 39,000 or $41,000 trunk or a piece of luggage, whatever this thing is. However, I do see the importance of it in the simple sense that they're coming in a big brand like this, quite possibly the most valuable fashion brand in the entire world. I don't know how this stuff is really calculated, but I would think this is up there and they're venturing into Web3. And I think that is a great thing because all of the reasons why any of us in the space could see the value of having something like this locked onto the blockchain, you know, it's authentic from the source and so forth. However, the area of criticism that I have is in the way this thing is rolled out. The first person that I saw put the post up, it is on brand with her. She is in the fashion industry. The way she stands with this trunk purse bag thing, it was very natural. I was actually very excited and I thought it was very cool. So it caught my attention the first time. However, a few hours later, I realized that a guy within the space, which, you know, is not really known for high-end fashion as much, posted the same exact thing, was holding the trunk in virtually the same exact position, and verbatim, the tweet matched. So at that point, I realized, okay, this is a coordinated effort, most likely orchestrated by some sort of agency that reached out, got some influencers, told them exactly what to put out, when to put it out, and how to put it out. They probably even hired the photographers to stage the photograph, the lighting and everything, because I mean, it looks like they were done at the same exact time, the same exact location by the same exact people, the way this thing is set up. And that's kind of, uh, I don't know, it doesn't really sit well with me in the sense that we know what we've been through in this whole influencer led space. However, I think the average person might look at this and say, hey, you know, it's a little strange, but whatever. But let me read the tweet itself. It says Louis Vuitton is one of the world's oldest and most important fashion brands founded in 1854, has now entered the NFT space. This is a monumental event in the history of luxury fashion as the Maison, I think the word is, looks towards crypto and the future of digital collectibles. So as you can tell, I am not a fashion person and I have no idea how to pronounce that M-A-I-S-O-N, Maison, Maison, I, I, don't, I don't know. But anyways, going on with this thread. To understand the importance of the release, one needs to know the history behind Louis Vuitton trunks and why they are so meaningful. Having been selected as a VIA, V-I-A, guide by the Maison, I was lucky enough to be invited to 
whatever place this is in France, aka the heart of Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton outgrew their headquarters in Paris, France, and relocated outside of the capital in 1859. The house that you see in the tweets and videos is not only the family home, but also where the trunk-making operations were moved to, and where they still are 164 years later. So I'm not going to go on. This is a 16-tweet thread, and it just goes on into all of the different things that has gone into creating these trunks and So that is the official term. They're not a purse. They're not a bag. They are little trunks and photos of all sorts of people, celebrities such as Pharrell, you name it. So yeah, so I'm seeing quite a few of these threads popping up here and there. Various people, of course, it is slightly tailored to them being in the photographs, being at this mansion, if you will, testing out the various things. They're all in the same exact positions, doing the same exact things, and I don't know. It's a little weird to me. I, I, I don't know. This is just awkward. The first time I saw it, I thought it was very cool. But then as I realized that more and more people were doing the same exact thing, I was like, you know, what? this is probably an endorsement. And there's nowhere on this that basically says it's an ad. They were promoted. They were paid. Sure. It says they were selected by the Majan or the Maison or whatever it is and were invited to the house. OK, cool. However, the tweet is so structured and so... I don't know, directed, if you will. It just seems like this was an orchestrated effort from the company and not necessarily from the individual itself. I think if you're going to use influencers or you're going to promote something in this way, it should be disclosed. Now, very few people that would be listening to this podcast or in my circles will have the means or the deep pockets that Louis Vuitton and LVMH have. However, regardless of the size of your budget, I think just having good principles, being upfront, honest, and transparent goes a long way. And I think it's just best to start now while we're small. So I don't know. I think it's great. I think it's awesome that Louis Vuitton is coming into the space. However, I think they're handling this as if they were handling any other venture. Maybe that's how the fashion world works. I don't know. Obviously, I can't even pronounce these things. So this is clearly not my world. This is a different league in itself. However, when it comes to these things, we see what's happening right now with Gary Gensler and company with the SEC and all these different things. So many influencers have gotten into trouble the way they're pushing out various brands and what have you. And I think this is the sort of thing that really rubs people the wrong way. I think it's not in good taste and I don't think it's in in good character from Louis Vuitton. Again, they just might be underestimating and not understanding the culture of everything that's happening in Web3. And I understand this is a fashion house, has nothing to do with NFTs, cryptocurrencies and such. They see the value in blockchain technology. Yes, that is exactly what we want businesses to do. However, I think they're setting themselves up for some serious legal trouble with the way this is being presented using influencers and leveraging this stuff. Now, their pockets are extremely deep. The guy that is the head of LVMH, the company that actually owns Louis Vuitton, is always juggling back and forth for, if not the richest person in the world, he's battling it out with Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos. He might be number two or three right now, but despite how big his pockets might be, be able to take on some lawsuits and silence this, make it go away. Again, I just think that it is just not really the best approach to it. But you can check that out for yourself. Might be something that you're interested in. Louis Vuitton. I'm not a fashion guy. Obviously, as I've said, you can hear by how I'm butchering all these pronunciations of these things using the wrong terms. It's very interesting to note that after I recorded this initial part, I revisited Twitter and I'm seeing different opinions of it because funny enough, a lot of people started to notice it. And I said, you know, it's very funny that you are saying all this because I just recorded an episode about this very topic. 
However, after going on the feed, doing a little search for Louis Vuitton, I'm seeing a lot of people are weighing in on this issue. And it's with mostly negative criticism. The number one thing that I'm going to address is the people that are saying that this is just another way for a big brand to suck liquidity out of the crypto markets or the NFT market. Well, this is a $41,000 bag or trunk or whatever you want to call it. So the type of person that is going to purchase this is not the type of person that's going to have liquidity problems anyways. If someone can drop $41,000 on this, one and two ETH here and there on other NFTs is not a big thing because this is a massive purchase. So I don't think this is sucking liquidity out of the NFT community or the crypto circles at all. This is not geared towards that demographic. This is geared towards the high-end shopper who's probably going to go and buy this stuff regardless of the fact. So the fact that they get this digital twin, this digital collectible, and it is going to be on the blockchain and Web3 authenticated and all that stuff has nothing to do with liquidity or anyone else's bag whatsoever. So I think that is something that's not even a factor. A lot of the times that we see various people speaking about these high-end things launching, I remember when the Moonbirds launched, for example, so many people were saying that this is horrible, it is taking liquidity out of the circles. And if I remember correctly, Moonbird launched at 3.5 ETH. And at that time, I think if I'm not mistaken, that was around $10,000, $12,000 or so. And people were saying that this is going to ruin it for a lot of our projects and communities. Now, the communities that I were talking about had all sub one ETH floors. So it is a completely different game when a community is talking about 0 0.3, 0 0.25 was their floor at that time. Now it's like 0 0.03, those very same communities. So saying that this is going to suck out liquidity from the market, I, could, I don't think that could be further from the case. I think that this is actually a good thing in the sense that it's going to bring in those high-end people that have no interest in web3 or whatever it is or even if they did they were probably like the crypto punks the board apes community and they were the type of people that were buying at the peak and whatever money is just a thing this is just a line item thing for them and it's no different than just splurging on a second vehicle or a vacation in dubai just a fun weekend putting a hundred thousand dollars on black at the casino. It's a completely different mindset and completely different demographics that they're going to. Just by listening to what I was just speaking about, I mean, I don't even know how to pronounce this stuff. The average person that's probably listening to this podcast is not even in the market of buying this bag. In fact, I would say this bag will probably cost more than the average person's vehicle that will leave a negative comment about this saying that it's going to suck liquidity out of the market. So completely different game, completely different branding and audience that they're trying to reach with this thing, the way they're positioning it and stuff. Like I said, it's cheesy to us. We're seeing this stuff that is a direct violation of ethics and code of conduct within the NFT spaces and promotional influencers and so forth. But again, it's a completely different game, completely different audience, and they're even in France. So I don't even know how much the U.S. regulations and such will be able to affect them. I know they operate business stateside. However, all this craziness that we're seeing with Gary and the SEC and all that, they might be twiddling their thumb and laughing at the situation because they just know they're in Europe. I don't know. I'm just saying. But the second thing is the fact that this is a soulbound token, meaning that it's going to be locked to a specific wallet. Now, I don't understand that decision myself if that is really truly the case in the direction that they're going in. I don't know 
why you wouldn't have this bag, this trunk, I keep calling it a bag, see, this trunk be able to have its provenance transferred from one owner to the other. Just another way of telling the history of that piece. I mean, that is something that is very valuable in these high-end purchases and what have you, collectible items. So I, I don't understand why it's locked to a specific wallet, but whatever. Again, this is a completely different game than anything I would possibly be in. So I, I don't know what they're thinking. They know there are people better than I do. I just know the NFT market. I know Web3 culture and all of that. I don't know anything about Louis Vuitton and how they roll. So take everything I say with a grain of salt, but please check that out. Let me hear your thoughts on that at Tropic Vibes on Twitter. Please feel free to reach out to me. But either way, I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to this as we're learning and building Web3 together. Until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.